Hello everyone and welcome to the second ever Zach Does Things podcast. I am your host, Zach Campbell, and this is a podcast for Disney lovers and gamers alike. Uh, today's episode, I am joined by someone who is so very far away that it was so very hard to get him in one space. It's my little brother, Jake. Hello, Jake. Hello. Hi. Hello. And... Today's video, uh, or podcast, if you uh, didn't check out the last one, I did briefly explain what this one was about. Uh, this one is going to be about all things esports, uh, where they've come from, where they are possibly going in the future, uh, where things are going to go um, with it, why some are more popular than others, and we're just going to briefly have pretty much just like a chat on why pretty much why esports are a thing why they are so popular nowadays and they were more than five or six years ago and the best person i thought to talk about this because he's an avid watcher he is an avid gamer is is jake here so jake first yes. off how are you uh fine cool 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 uh so uh what do you think jake uh, why do you think why do you think esports are such a big thing, um, especially ones that have stood the test of time, like League? Why? Uh, well, go on. I mean, you know, with um, gaming becoming like more mainstream and more accessible, as you know, with like kids and stuff, yeah, it's obviously getting more popular and more people want to watch people that are really good at the things they do. It's similar to like regular sports, how. If you're interested in that, it's like uh, football, yeah, or soccer, yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. It's like if you're really interested, you're obviously going to want to watch the best people at what you're interested at. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying that it's pretty much like how someone would go and watch like a football game. It's the same kind of same kind of thing going on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Um. Why I think thing I'm thing I'm wondering is why some are more popular than others. Like obviously you don't see as much. Well, because I fo I follow some on on um, Instagram and Twitter and what have you just through, just so I'm interconnected with it and stuff. And I'm just wondering, maybe you'll know the answer. But why are some more popular than others? Sort of like why is League so popular compared to? other uh mobas like uh dota or heroes of the star why is league like the one that everybody goes to and it's the why is that one so popular what makes it um, different well in this case of like league esports it's a lot more international than someone like heroes of the storm yeah um this is big in multiple countries mm. and it's not just um North America or Europe, it's Korea, China, Japan, places like that. It's popular all over the world. Also because League's been there for the longest. Yeah. It's had a fan base that stayed with it and yeah. grown over time. Got yeah, got yeah. It's I mean, I I get it. I mean like when when I've been watching it with you and it's just it's so like fast paced and it's it's good to watch and it's 
it's and then I've and then obviously you've been watching other ones as I've come as you know you've been telling me about the other ones they don't sound as interesting even though it's like the same like platform of game like all MOBAs Heroes of the Storm doesn't seem to be as fast paced as say like Mo uh, League uh even Dota as well why why is that well Heroes of the Storm is I'd say more fast paced than any of them but um the games are just drastically different even in the same genre they're just like just very different styles of games yeah. uh in terms of how they work yeah and how the teams interact with each other got you got you because in some in a game like Dota a lot of the game is spent getting strong and the early game like when you start the game it's not very active or explosive yeah yeah it's really slow paced usually yeah. yeah yeah um and it's all about them the longer the game goes on the better your team gets whereas something like heroes of the storm since there is no like items and stuff most of the game is about you know rotations and objectives yeah yeah, yeah. Something like Dota. so does that affect the fan base like compared to like league watchers have been watching it since the beginning of like esports when it started uh, compared to like Heroes of the Storm, where does it is it a different kind of atmosphere watching the game and different fan base and like would yeah. so, would someone from Heroes of the Storm understand what's going on in League? Uh, I they would understand the just basics. Yeah, it's the same as if you're uh, like it's similar to um, if you're watching two similar sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're watching volleyball and beach volleyball, you don't know exactly the same rules, but it's similar so, enough that you can understand. You can understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got you. Um, thing, thing that thing. Uh, th- another thing that I want to ask you, and you probably probably know the answer is. Oh gosh, stretching. Out. Another thing is. Why, why are some more international than others? Why has league stood the test of time compared to other ones? I mean, I, um, there's not some of them have started an e league um, or an esports team, and they've not lasted. How come? Yeah, um, some games just take off a lot easier than others, mm. especially with them with the nature of the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the reason league so international is just because well it was the first of like the genre so a lot of people it was like the first big moba to get out there so that's the reason like league stood the test of time and it's been over there and of why it's been um it's a lot more accessible for people in other countries yeah compared yeah. to something like um dota because um, well, I mean, Dota is pretty popular in China, but nowhere near as popular as League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas games like Heroes of the Storm aren't very accessible to those Eastern countries. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like other games, like if you look at Counter Strike, the majority of the um, player base is European and North American. Mm. Um, for some reason, the Eastern countries like Japan and China and Korea don't really seem to take a big interest in it. Yeah. Which is real, which is real, which is different. I don't, I mean, I understand why, I understand why, because some of, like you say, some of them take off more than others. But in between Dota and League, 
Uh, obviously, they're the two big ones that is, has gone international. They're the ones that have like the big, the big esports teams. And which yeah. one, which one would you consider to be bigger uh, in terms of like an international fan base? Um, it really depends because both of them are really big in terms of number of players and stuff. League is bigger, but like, and Watchers League is bigger, but like Dota is. Also, a massive, massive presence in the esports world. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, League was pretty much what started esports, isn't it? So, not really. What? Oh, oh. leagues where it like took off. Games, games like that is where it started to get more mainstream and properly pushed in. But games like the things that started esports and casting were games like Quake. Oh really? Quake was like the main original esports. Oh wow! Okay. Quake was uh ma- um massive. Wow. When it was uh same with stuff like um fighting games and stuff, they're very they were like really they're what started esports and esports tournaments properly. Yeah, and we'll be getting on to fighting games in just a little bit, but in terms of Esports in general, I didn't know that, but Quake and those type of games, like the MMOs, the like the bat, the, like the first person shooter MMOs, must you know they were hugely popular when I was little as well. Um, but obviously, League has taken it, like you say, more mainstream over the past few years. Um, and it's uh, it's just one of those things that where you want to look at and just think. What could, what, why, why has it become so popular over the years? Why, why has it become more mainstream now than it was like, say, five years ago? Why, why has League made it such a popular thing and it's not as, not as different to watch it anymore and it's, it's classed as, now, it's now classed as like sports? Uh, I think a lot of the time, like, well, as obviously it's got more popular, we've got higher production value. Yeah. So everything runs a lot smoother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And it's not a lot of those grassroots tournaments anymore that aren't just like very shoddily put together and stuff. We've got proper teams to work behind the scenes and stuff for both, for all big oh, esports. Yeah, yeah, minute. yeah, yeah. They have casters mm-hmm. readily available. Mm. They have not just you know casters they have people to set up the event and stuff like that yeah so that definitely makes it more and i think another reason why esports is getting more popular over time is because of it's a lot more accessible for people when you look up to someone who's in esports um usually you can think a lot of time it they look a lot more accessible like that looks like something that someone can do like you could pick up and you, if you put in the hours and training you could you know you could potentially get to that level. You have that drive yeah. and that thing. Whereas if you look at like traditional sports, you see like a seven foot basketball player and um obviously they're very skilled and they train a lot for that, but like some sometimes it'll go, you know, make people feel a bit down because, you know, they're not as tall or, you know, as physically fit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas with these sports it doesn't I know it sounds mean, but it doesn't really matter what you what you look like or what your physical status is because everybody can easily pick up a keyboard and mouse and you know 
put like you say, put in the hours and start learning. Um, let's let's talk about esports a little bit more. Let's talk about um, going down the roots of the other things, like you say, the casters and obviously I've I've watched League with you and people. If you have been watching, if you watch League or you do watch esports, you know that it's like a professional like setup anymore. You've got like the hosts and you've got the you know, I've got the casters and you've got, uh, you've got like the coaches and stuff. Let's look at like the, the best person I know that you will know quite a bit about. Let's talk about LS for a minute. And what, can you just tell everyone what LS, what LS does, um, and why he's such a big, important person in, especially league, uh, in the community of league as well. What, what makes him so unique? Um, I think with LS, it's not just like he may not be the um, biggest name coach, yeah, but he is someone who likes to readily provide information to the community and makes his presence known. He's also been an LTK caster for quite a few years. Oh, really? So he casts as well as coaches, and um, he does make. The thing that makes him so unique is he does actually do all these things as well as making content for yeah. the community because he wants to get these things out of there to, for the progression of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's really cool. I mean, obviously, I know that LS doesn't actually play, but he's he's always on it. He knows what he's talking about with patches and things like that. I think that's, for you, I think that's why you enjoy watching his content because he's not afraid to, to for what he wants to say if he wants to say something he will say it um and obviously there are there are other co- there are other coaches around the teams have a coach you know and they have all that and stuff and you know it's i think with the coaches with um with esports i'm going to compare it to like i'm going to compare it to like football for a moment where the coaches they will give say like the best call of strategy won't they uh, and it'll Let's say it'll compensate, and it'll come. I'll compare it to um, a play on a football field. Um, same as like, okay, you go down mid lane, you go, you go down the jungle. You know, you you get you you know you get resources and stuff, and then we'll all go for we'll all go for like the the dragon or the drake. Um, compare that to like football it'd be like okay you start in midfield you start down in defense meet our way up and we'll all you know we'll pass the ball into the other side and we'll hopefully score a goal would you consider that to be the kind same of strategy that they go through or is it a lot of is it a different process uh it's i feel like with sports um yeah it's it's a different process yeah for one because the coaches in sports have a lot more interaction yeah, yeah, with yeah. the players uh, in game because, like, they have time where they can come off and then they can talk about the next play. Oh yeah, of course, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what they're gonna do next. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in esports, a lot of the time, like, once they've done their draft, even in games like Counter Strike or Overwatch, um, drafting's a massive part of these games where you either pick pick and ban characters or map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Overwatch and Counter Strike, you can pick and ban maps. But once you're in game, the coaches aren't allowed contact with the players. Oh, really? I thought. Oh, okay, fair no. enough. Yeah. Oh, I it's thought all that... up to the players themselves. Got you. So it's all. It's pretty much like player led, then, rather than 
having yeah. the having the coach talk to them through through like the call or whatever that they're in. Yeah, yeah. Got you, got you, got you. Okay, so it is com- it's completely different than I thought. I would say the same kind of process. See, guys, I told you I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um. So okay, in terms of like, um. Where was I going with this? I don't know. Um, okay, let's talk about the player zone for a moment. What? Um, obviously, you've got different levels of players for different for different games. Obviously, um, ones that are coming to mind. Obviously, for like the big known players is Reckless and uh, you know Sneaky from uh, NAL, uh, NALCS, and you know. Um, they're, they're like the ones that play for the big teams. Well, then you've got other ones as well that obviously you know of as well, like BoxBox. What's what's the difference between their levels of, say, like um, BoxBox and um, like uh, Reckless? Why why would why would Sneaky not be on, not Sneaky? Why would uh, BoxBox not be on like um, could it could he not be in a team at one point or? Um. For box box and stuff, I think that's just they don't want to be on a team. Right. Mainly the streamers are just like, yes, they are good enough to be, you know, on a street on a team. Sorry, but they prefer what they do. Got you, got you. So also, um, a lot of things like champion, um, pool stuff like that. There's a lot of things that dictate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the reason the big players are so successful, uh, like you know, Faker. Yeah. Um. Uzi, uh, Mata, yeah, other, uh, even the NA, uh, NA players like um, Doublelift and Sneaky and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bjergsen, Jensen, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, even in other games, is because they just they put in the time and effort to be that good. Um, obviously, yeah, yeah. But also, absolutely. it helps that how dedicated a lot of the coaching staff is, especially. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you think about it, you don't just have one normal coach. Most teams, at least in league, from what I know of the inner workings of teams, isn't just a coach. They have a coach, a main coach, mm. a sub coach, a pick and ban coach, a wow. mental um, person to deal with and help the players through uh, any mental things they have going on. Oh wow! Usually, usually player they they've started investing in that in recent years. Um, and they have a whole support team around the players to sort of like, you know, make sure they don't overwork or overdo something. Oh wow, that's really cool. Uh, so there's more. So it's like a whole team behind them, then pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Um, and obviously, I know that through like professionalism in esports, that obviously that that now makes more sense on why they're so able to control like when they're starting to lose or when they do lose and they don't get like they don't flame or they don't get angry and stuff like that so as that makes more sense now is are they trained yeah. to do that or is that just does that I come naturally just, over time i think that's just a natural thing yeah because people just learn that if hey if we're going to win this game we can't at the first time of a mistake we can't get overly annoyed at someone yeah, yeah because they yeah. i mean they they don't get annoyed at their teammates because like most of them they work with them for they live with them yeah exactly. hours and hours a day yeah they, yeah they live with them completely so like yeah when they'll know them really well so oh yeah absolutely yeah so 
yeah, let's let's talk about that for a minute. Obviously, the teams they have like their own team house. You know, they they pretty much like live together. They're with each other. What twenty four hours a day? Pretty much three hundred sixty five days a year. Now, in terms of like training and stuff, do they play? Do they play like their designated game, or would you? Or do they play like other like team building games? Sort of. Do they go out of their comfort zone a little bit? So say like, let's say that um skt obviously they're like one of they're like the biggest team in like korean esports do do they necessarily always play league or would they play like games like overwatch or you know fortnite or something like that would they play that to play to get a stronger team connection or would they just stick with what they know uh no they wouldn't they only play other games for fun really right okay in terms of that usually that's you know, in the off season is usually when that happens. Yeah. When there's when they're not having to train for, you know, worlds or yeah, NSI, yeah, yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Got you, got you. Um Yeah. So obviously there's there's a lot of tournaments as well. How many how many tournaments is there for let's talk about league. Obviously you know that more than anything. Um but we'll get down to the FGC in a little bit. Um how many tournaments do they have like a year? I I know I know I think they have I, you've told me uh, about you've told me of about four, I think. They have two. Do they? Yep. Include- League of Legends has two tournaments a year. In terms of like actual international competition, we have two. Oh. Um I know one's it, worlds, isn't it? That's yeah, like the big, big one. Because the rest of the year is built up of um splits which run like um you know, NBA, like NBA and basketball where each team plays against each other each week and then, you know, they go to a playoffs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but in terms of actual, like, international tournaments, we have MSI, which is actually starting at the minute. Ah, uh, um, yeah, yeah. So, so, invitational. so we're in season now then, are we? Yeah. Yeah. This is the mid-season one, which Got is yeah. mid-season invitational, which is the first international tournament of the year and only the best teams from each region get to go. Got your city's kind of like the playoffs then, kind of pretty much. Uh, yeah, think of it as international playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Awesome. Um, so let's go opinionated for a minute. Um, obviously, I know, but if you want to tell everyone, favorite team, Jake? Fnatic. Fnatic. And why is that? At least in league. Yeah. Uh, because, um, I don't know. I always felt. Um, the players were always really good, and even though they're not, they've they're not always as consistent like each year. Yeah, they always seem to, you know. I think the players are always really good, and I do like really enjoy watching their games. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've watched a few with you, and it's 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 always intense, no matter what. Um. Me personally, I I don't know. I don't I don't watch enough esports uh, of league to actually consider my myself to have like a favorite team. Um, obviously, Jake is the one that watches it the most. He knows what's going on with it the most out of anybody I know. Um, so yeah, um, okay. With with league, I think we'll come back to that maybe a little bit later on. Let's head on down to your next favorite thing: the fighting game community. Um, Jake, do you want to explain a little bit on what it is? Uh, well, I mean, the FGC is basically every it's all fight, fighting games, and it's just 
they're a really tight knit community. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they are moving bigger nowadays yeah. into more esports orientated things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the tournaments are made like a lot of the tournaments made are made for you know by the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're usually really open, but um, recently we have been going into like. A lot more esports orientated things in terms of like recently the Street Fighter League started up, which oh, wow. is um, a different type of league. Um, you have ESL um, that also has started. Yeah, uh, yeah. Start, is a thing that started, and uh, you know trying to push for this stuff. There's also um, there's one for Tekken. There's an uh, like a um, there's a thing for Tekken as well. Wow. Um, but. That's really yeah. cool. So let's talk a little bit of history. Where do you think the FGC really took off? Like, what do you think is a definitive moment for the whole of the fighting game community and what made it like boost its popularity over the, over the years? Well, I mean, at the beginning it was really that the FGC was really, um, big because of the arcade boom yeah like yeah. everyone used to it was like if you could go down to like your local arcade and go and you know challenge the best player there and you could beat them yeah like that's that's how it would it'd start it would be amazing like it was sort of that type of thing it was a really you know thing and then really the fgc started with like different arcades putting their best players against each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, to see who was really the best in that region and stuff. And then it started getting to places where people were like, we should make tournaments out of this. Yeah. And then the biggest tournament now, Evo, Yeah. was one of the first ones to start. Um, Is that regular Evo or Evo Japan? Well, um, regular. Regular, regular. So... Pretty much, it started as like a voluntary thing. Then, what is what you say? Is what you say? Yeah, there was never any. There was never any big prize pools when it started. Yeah, it was just like just a run. Average Joe was just trying to beat the best of the best at the time, and yeah. obviously, then he was the best of the best, and it just carried on and circled and circled and yeah. stuff. Okay. Um, the Evo started, and it was originally called Battle by the Bay. Oh right! Oh wow! Um, before they actually renamed to Evo. What does Evo, does it stand for anything, Evo? Or the it... Evolution Championship Series. Ah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, let's talk about Evo and Evo Japan for a sec. What is, obviously, besides the obviousness that one's, you know, set in Japan, what is the what is the differences between Evo and Evo Japan? Not much, honestly. Like, well, Evo's always bigger. Evo's always bigger. Uh, the original Evo's always bigger. The yeah, reason yeah. Evo Japan started was because they wanted a di- another a way to let more of the locals in Japan yeah. actually be able to play ah, right, on a okay. bigger stage. Uh, um, so that's the reason that they did that. So where did Evo originate from then? Like original Evo? Is that an Ameri- is that American then? It's American. It's American. Um yeah, it was it was the tournament was like it was started as someone called Battle by the Bay. Yeah. Um, and the first tournament was in 1996. Wow. In California. Really? That's really cool. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then after after the original one, they ended up uh, moving 
to Las Vegas. Oh wow! And is, venue that? Yeah. So is is it always in the same place every year? Or does it change every year? Like uh, le- so, like league does. Um, it's usually in the same place. So it's not all, in the same venue, but in the same. So pretty much it, like in the same like Las Vegas area. Yeah, yeah. It's usually in Las Vegas. Oh wow! Cool. Okay. Okay. Um. So. Okay, let's talk more about FGC and Evo and stuff. Um, obviously, with League, there's only two tournaments. How many tournaments is there in FGC? I know there's quite a lot. Uh, there's honestly too many to count. For all different games and stuff, since it's not just one different game. Yeah. For all different games, it's, you know, yeah. you've got many different tournaments that, uh, like players yeah yeah, yeah that just go on collectively and obviously you you watch the big ones you watch evo yeah. evo japan you watch um you know the other the other ones that are massive mm-hmm. um obviously though you know the big named like uh you know fight fight fighting gamers uh yeah. they, you know they go to them um Obviously, they it's the same same with league, isn't it? You put in the hours, and you know you're more. It's, yeah. it's like you say, the more approachable. It's more. It's more. It's a more realistic goal. If you know, if you you know, you can set yourself to get good at a game. Um, now, in terms of like saying, uh, first person that comes to mind is Echo Fox or Sonic Fox. Sorry. Um, He's he's one that comes to mind. He plays like a ton of games. Um, he does. How you know he's he's like the biggest one that I can think of, but he's not. He's he's like one of the best in in at the minute. Yeah. Um. How, how many games does he play? I mean. Oh, he's played over the years many many different games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so far, like he's he's gotten uh, an Evo Championship in. Um, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Mm. He's got one in Fingy. Uh, he's got one in not just Dragon Ball. He's got a few in Mortal Kombat Ten. Yeah. Uh, he plays Injustice. Yeah. Justice when that was like a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, he plays Soul Calibur Six. He did play um, Tekken Seven for a, a little while before he drops it. Yeah. Uh, he plays MK Eleven currently. Yeah. It's, and he's playing a lot of different games. It's it's still just like amazes me though, because someone that good, like the amount of games that they play and how many hours they have to put into each game, it just amazes me how good they are and how like how much like effort goes into it. Like honestly, is I I I actually think the FGC could be. Obviously, it's it's more because they play a, like different games all the time. I think it's more. I don't know. It's more. A lot harder to, <clears throat> not to follow, but you know, to find a niche because obviously you can play so many different games. You know, obviously, League is just one game, but if you want to play like a specific type of fighting game, like you want to play a three D fighter like Tekken or Soul Calibur. Um, obviously that's nothing. That again, you've got the you, then you've got your two D fighters like Street Fighter and you know Blaze Blue and they're so, they're so different. Like MK11, even though they're both made by Neverrealm, MK11 is nothing like Injustice. Yeah, like definitely. It's 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 mad to think that 
one person can play so many games and be so good at them. Like, the drastic change from, like, Dragon Ball Z to, like, Street Fighter V, that's, like, that's, like, a, that's, like, a massive difference from the two. And it, it amazes me how well they can do that. Like, obviously, it's, obviously, you know, they've got the time and, the, you know, they put the effort in, but it's just a matter of finding that time and still being able to be good and not get... I know me personally, I'd get really confused and end up pressing all the wrong buttons and stuff. And yeah. I mean, I still do it now when we've swapped from a game like five minutes before playing Soul Calibur to Tekken. <laughs> um, but the fact that they can remember all of that and go to another game and then remember all of the inputs for that, it, it's just crazy. It really, really is. Um, so coming back to like in terms of you know 2d fighters 3d fighters which one do you think's more popular in the fgc or is that too hard of a question uh neither are really more popular though are they not that's the thing most of them are overall like 2d fighters end up being more popular but there are just more 2d fighting games overall that's it yeah, um, yeah, yeah. like this year's evo lineup there are what um, there's quite there's a lot more 2D fighters than there are 3D fighters. Like um, in this year's Evo, there's um, Under Night, yeah. Dragon Ball, Street Fighter, Samurai Showdown, Blaze Blue, Mortal Kombat 11. That's seven out of the nine games are 2D fighters. Wow! Wow! Well, six because Smash Brothers is platform. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. You, you know, yeah, it's it is like there are a lot more two D fighters, but like Tekken's no slouch either in terms of like how big that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Soul Calibur still has um pretty pretty avid community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, why why more two D fighters? Or is it because they've been around longer or? Are they, I just think it's and it's just easier to make for developers and stuff like that. Is that is that? Not not really. I think it. I think it just comes to the point where two D fighters have like most of these series you hear like a Samurai Showdown has been around for a long time, even though it's only just got a new title. Yeah. Like um, Blaze Blue's been around since two thousand and one. Street Fighter's been around for 30, 30 years now. Yeah, Mortal yeah. Kombat's been around for a long time. Yeah. They're all they're all sort of like continuing franchises. There's not many new ones that come in. Got you. So yes, yeah. So let's okay, so obviously the, the you know the older franchise, like say Street Fighter is is thirty years old. It just had the thirtieth anniversary last year. Um mm-hmm. How hard would it be for a new IP to be introduced into Evo, like a brand new like franchise game that's you know that's not related to anything else? Uh, it'd be pretty difficult, would it? Honestly, to have someone like that just get into Evo straight up, unless it's got some real big names back in it. Yeah, yeah. Then um, you know, yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't be very easy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Again, let's go opinionated. I've got a couple of questions for you, Jake. Uh, first off, um, favorite FGC fighter, if you can name one. Uh, I'd have to go by game. Yeah. Because like, I don't really have one for... For a specific, like, uh, overall. just overall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if it was 
if we were talking about Mortal Kombat, or um, it would be Sonic Fox. Yeah. If we talk about Smash Brothers Melee or Ultimate, it would be Lethen. Yeah, yeah. In terms of Street Fighter or Marvel, it's Justin Wong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just um, think they're the most enjoyable players to watch. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, obviously I'm not going to put anything about that, but I'd, I'd probably say Sonic Fox is a pretty darn good character. Uh, Leffen, obviously, you know, you, I've seen some gameplay of him. He's absolutely insanely good um, at Smash, you know. Um, but, oh man, what was I going to say? Let me think. Um, but yeah, um, Okay, so in the FGC, uh, we're gonna well, we're gonna talk about FGC for a moment, and then we're gonna go back to league. It's the same kind of que- it's gonna be the same question for both. Um, obviously, FGC has had some memorable moments, like some some kind of stupid, some absolutely amazing that stand the test of time, that have defined the culture of the FGC, uh, the Evo, um, just the tournament scene in general for gaming. Now, if you had to choose one to tell one person that is brand new to it that you wanted to introduce to the fighting game community, which moment would it be? That's an easy question. It would be Evil Moment 37. It is the pinnacle of the FGC. In terms of like... I had, yeah, a, I had a feeling you were going to say that, actually. It may, be, it may be the most popular moment, but it deserves it for that reason. Absolutely. It is one of the moments that just sort of like defies it is someone doing something so difficult and so amazing um that it just deserves that praise and okay jake do you uh, for people who don't know what evo moment number 37 is do you want to explain it yeah um it was uh, between a match of daigo the beast who is considered the best street fighter player ever mm-hmm. um and um, Justin Wong. Yeah. Um, it was in Street Fighter Third Strike. It was at the end um, of a game. There was it was an important game. It was. Um, it, it was the Daigo it was, was the final round, wasn't it? Uh, final it was... round. I think it was of winners finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, just uh, Daigo had a, literally a pixel of health, and. Um, Justin Wong inputted Chun Li's Hiyoku Shen Super, which is 17 hits, and Daigo single handedly parried every single one with frame input. Like, you had to be frame input. He was frame perfect. If he he would have dropped one frame, he would have been gone. Yeah, and then he ended up, then after parrying this entire Super, coming back. And winning the round absolutely so i'll follow on question to that now this is totally opinionated can you train yourself to do that or do you think it was just a pure fluke uh, you can train definitely you can train but how hard would it be to train for something like that like um because it that that that's like one of the only moments that i know that something like that has ever happened so it's not uh, going to happen all the time. What What do you think? You can definitely train for it. It's it's, it's it is skill that you did that with. It is. But, uh, it's just obviously not something that's easy to, you know, 
think that oh, no, it's will ri- happen. Absolutely not. I mean, it's it's you know once in a lifetime thing that that could possibly happen, maybe maybe two times, but something like that doesn't come every single match. But the fact that he did it frame for frame is just absolutely phenomenally phenomenal. It really, really is. Um, the other one I was thinking of that when I said that some of them are completely stupid, you'll know what I'm about with, uh, with the Guilty Gear one. Was she gay? Yeah. Where he stood up in the middle of a match. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to explain that one? Uh, he had won a round really convincingly like with a really smart play and it was really difficult and he stood up to um because he thought he'd won stood up to face the crowd and he didn't realize it wasn't the last round and his opponent gave him no mercy and just took the game yeah yeah now let's let's dive into this a little bit because obviously um that you know tournaments are developed over time would that be considered as cheating now because you know it's not it's not an affair advantage uh no no, uh, it, I wouldn't consider it as cheating because he's the one that you know stood up and left his. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. it's not cheating or. So you, you wouldn't, know. yeah. So you wouldn't call it as like unfair, unfair play or something like that. No, no. Okay, uh, okay. So going back to league um, and the LCS community. Um. Favorite moment from that? Obviously, I can't put any input in this because I, I, I haven't, I don't know. If you've been watching it longer, but if you had to choose one to introduce someone to league, or you know, watching, um, watching the LCS, which play would you choose, and um, and why? This is a really difficult question because there are a lot of really good moments, but it'd either be one of two. Mm. I'd say that you, that um, in my opinion, the two biggest and most uh insane plays that were ever done yeah yeah um which would either be faker's outplay z outplay on ryu yeah or x peke's backdoor and um, do you want to explain both of them um the reason that faker's z outplay is so, so like amazing looked upon like yeah. it's like looked amazing is because at that point in the game no one had ever shown like that amount of mechanical skill oh, before yeah, yeah. Faker did that. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time on like a global level that people were able to see like, wow, this is something you can do. Yeah, yeah. This is um you know, this game it's a lot more complex than it looks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely yeah. It is a very com like it's I would you consider it being easy to pick up, hard to master that type of thing or would you consider it something different? Honestly, uh, <laughs> league's difficult to pick up as well. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've tr- I've tried it a couple of times, and uh, I mean, I'm I'm okay at it, but I've, I'm no, I'm nowhere near to your level. Seriously, um, Jake's like, what? What are you at the minute? S- uh, silver? No, gold? I'm currently gold. You gold? Gold four? Gold three? yeah yeah so he's he's pretty darn good um okay so let's stay in league for a minute um let's talk about let's talk about faker um what obviously we we know why but 
tell everyone who will be listening to this in the future what makes Faker the best player in the world in terms of League of Legends. Even though at the minute he's not really considered the best at the moment, his legacy really is some of there's just that amazing that it, he deserves the title of the best. He does. His legacy defines not only himself but the game and esports as well. Like it, it defines League as an esport faker himself. Yeah. It, he does define it because uh, he's won three world championships. Yeah, which is more than literally anyone else yeah 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 absolutely yeah yeah he is like the like he is the person that even if you don't watch esports like avidly and you are you know you're kind of into gaming and you know you play league or you've watched esports a little bit you know who faker is like it's hard it's it's not hard to miss his name, like in the esports community. Yeah, especially well in league. Yeah, definitely. in in the east, but in league esports, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but even but even still, that would not would esports not connect together and be like from someone from like the fighting game community not know who Faker is? I the esports esports as a whole, a lot of um, people don't cross. Do they not? In terms of watching multiple different types of esports. I got you. So they're kind of like in their own comfort zone in a sense. Yeah. Okay. So Faker is undeniably, you know, he's deserved the title of best in the world at league. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a tough question, but in terms of fighting game community, who do you think deserves that title? Obviously you can go by game, game by game, or you can do it as a collective thing. Well, in terms of who's won the most EVOs, Who's won, like, personally, who's... Well, not personally, but, like, who's won the most EVOs? Who's got the most championships under their belt? That would be Justin Wong. Yeah. He's currently sitting on nine EVO championship wins. Yeah. In three different uh, three different games. Yeah. And, obviously, Justin Wong, again, he is another massive... Um, obviously, EVO moment number 37. He, you know, he's famous for that, for, you know... Being on the other side. Fee being on the other side of it um he's done countless things he's is you know he's an avid street fighter gamer um what else what else does he play he's played that many games yeah he's he used to be his his nickname used to be the whiz kid yeah. he used to play everything yeah yeah um there's just well, that many people that play that many games in fgc that it's just i think it's just hard to yeah i mean und- oh go on sorry but in terms of like who I think or who who most people would consider like the best player would probably be Daigo. Yeah. At least the most recognizable player, just because of, sort of things like Evil Moment thirty seven yeah. and other moments in his career that have really like made him take off as like the big name. He is the person that has like the most sponsors in the FGC. Yeah. And so. it, who right, who was it that came back? Because someone took a break, didn't they? And then someone came back. Was that Daigo or was that someone else? Uh, Daigo did take a break at some point, yeah. Yeah, because there was one that came back, one then they went against all the younger players. Oh, that's Alex Valle. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, Alex Valle is like a forefather to the FGC. Yeah. He's someone who doesn't play anymore and sticks to tournament organizing, but he still plays in tournament every now and again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so obviously, you know, the 
compared to league and things like that, it's so much different, the FGC, because it's, you know, it's categorized into different types of fighting games. Because, like I say, not every fighting game is the same, um, even in its own platform. Um, let's talk Let's talk about Leffen. Let's talk about Smash. What makes Leffen so good? Because he's, he's just recently swapped from Smash Melee to Smash Ultimate, hasn't he? Um, he plays Smash Ultimate at the minute as a side game. Yeah, yeah. He's still playing Melee Full Force. So what, what makes what makes Leffen so good at Smash? Um, I think it's just how he ended up adapting to... Because he, he wasn't one of the five gods of Melee who are like the best players in Melee from what everyone says. Yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're the most achieved players. He's not one of them. Uh, he came in after the, that era and he just, he has, he is like the only player to have ever beat all five of the gods of Melee. Wow, wow. And that's obviously, that's an, a, that's something really good to go on your resume, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. you know. But in terms of like, you know the the ones that define their game. Which one would you, which one would you consider does that substantially well overall of the fighting game community? Uh, I don't. I can't really tell you honestly. Mm. It's it's a big it's a big question. That's, too uh, too hard of a question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. To be honest, I wasn't expecting an answer for that one. I was thinking, should I ask this or not? Probably not, but I did anyway. Um, so, yeah. Let's, I mean, okay. So, FGC, it goes It goes beyond, does it? It goes beyond, um, like, the tournaments and things like that. It's the same with League. Um, obviously, you're, 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 uh, you're, you're part of both League and FGC. Mm-hmm. But in terms of... Let's step away from those for a moment. Let's talk about something else. What would yeah. you consider something as popular for uh, that is as popular as these two esports? What would you, or can you, what would you consider the third one to make a trifecta of esports goodness? Well, the FGC isn't uh, nearly as popular as something like League or Dota. No, no, no. Honestly, is 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 still very small. The FGC. Even though it's so, been around longer, which yeah, it's, it's it's one of the forefathers of esports. It's really it's been around for a long time, but it isn't as popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, because just because of the nature of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, if we're talking about other stuff, FPS games are usually really popular in terms of games like Counter Strike has been insanely popular. It has yeah, um, over recent years. And yep. mo- most league teams I've seen do have a CS CS uh, team as well. Yeah, um, the the FPS genre is usually just about as popular as MOBAs. Yeah, nearly. So they're the two big ones, like yeah. the big ones: Counter Strike, Overwatch, well, like, and the Overwatch <clears throat> League. Yeah, well, like you were saying before, FPS was like one of the first ones to start esports. Anyway, yeah. so has that grown over time or has it started to deteriorate with as time goes on well i mean it's not really deteriorated it has gotten more popular but it just yeah it's 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 more popular now than it was is it yeah it's still a really popular genre for people to watch yeah yeah 
which games would you consider to be more popular? Obviously, Counter-Strike is one of the big ones, but which other ones would you consider are just as popular in terms of like first-person shooters? Um, big ones at the minute, Rainbow Six Siege has started to get quite big in has the it? scene. Oh, wow. And you play um, a lot you play a lot of sick Rainbow Six Siege as well, don't you? Mm-hmm. Uh it's starting to get big. Yeah. Um and Overwatch is another one. They're yeah. the big ones in terms of like FPS games that are like that people watch. Well Overwatch was Overwatch was big when it came out as well, wasn't it? So Yeah. Um obviously there was no doubt that that was gonna have an esports thing. Um speaking of let's talk let's let's talk trends for a moment. Um, Battle Royales, are they popular in the esports scene? Or is that more like a casual stream of things, sort of like Ninja or whatever else? Um, the esports of Battle Royales aren't as massive. Are they not? They are still big. They are still very big. But um, it's just because it's a lot harder to organise tournaments. Most of them have to be online. Yeah, it's yeah. Because... Trying to have a hundred people in one room at once isn't exactly the most easy thing. No, it's not. No, no, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. So, it's so. Do do they have specific tournaments for battle royales and stuff like that? Or yeah. is it? Yeah, they Fortnite do. Fortnite has its esports tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, PUBG. They do, PUBG. They have tournaments and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fortnite's the big one in terms of. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, it's got really big prize pool yeah yeah but i it's still new yeah still i don't know it's still trending yeah well fortnite's what two years old now is it uh yeah about that yeah it's still but the esports scene's only about a year old and it's still since it's still trending you we will have to see if it actually lasts yeah i mean obviously i think I think Fortnite's gone down a bit though, hasn't it? Because you've got Apex Legends that Legends. came out that the um, end of last year, beginning of this year. Yeah. Um, obviously, you've got PUBG, which is I don't know whether that's as popular as the two, but that's the one that started pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. PUBG, that's the one that started the battle royale scene in a sense. Yeah, that's um, the one that made it blow up. But in terms of the, like the other games as well. Um, like there's been some games that have incorporated a battle royale mode as well. Would you mm-hmm. consider them to be popular, like in previous games, as it's connected to an IP, or do you think that's a bad idea? Uh, it honestly depends. A lot of the, a lot of the ones that have come out aren't exactly um popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean. It's, I mean, it's hard to put it on an IP that's previous, like Rainbow Six Siege. If you put a Battle Royale on that, it's not going to work because yeah. it's known for being a first-person shooter, for and foremost. Yeah, it's and you the same know- with when Counter-Strike made their Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah. Um, they made one, but it's nowhere near as popular as the normal game. Oh, no, because the normal game's been around longer, and people yeah. people don't like change. I mean, oh, if, yeah. if it's a separate IP, then okay, they're going to give it a go. Um, but if it's connected to, like you say, if it's connected to see it, like Counter Strike, I don't. It wouldn't work because obviously people are used to that kind of gameplay, and Counter Strike is a very like tactical first-person shooter as it is anyway. Yeah. 
and it's not going to work because fort like stuff like Fortnite it's a lot more fast paced whereas Counter Strike you you're waiting and you're you know you're camping and stuff like that you're waiting for that moment Fortnite you don't really have the chance to do that because you're always like on the go and stuff like that yeah. so it doesn't really work um exactly. <coughs> oh, excuse me um okay so in terms of again like other types of games um moving away from you know battle royale and stuff like that what else would you consider to be popular in in the esports scene another genre of game um honestly another genre of game that is popular in terms of esports would be um hearthstone well really? no, that's not a genre but hearthstone's pretty popular yeah yeah what is the um, genre? What is the genre of that? Is it? Is it's it a ca- card game. Yeah. So it's, it's does it come under card game, tactical card game uh, stuff? It comes under card game. Yeah. So it'd be Hearthstone. The like, is that like the big one? Because I know there's a That's good. It's a good fair few, one. isn't there? You've got the Witcher one. You've got the uh, Magic the Ga- There's a Magic the Gathering one, isn't there? Yeah, but um, the only big card card game that's here um, that gets seen a lot. Is Hearthstone. Is Hearthstone. Yeah. Why is that one taken off more so than the others, do you think? I think it's the only tra- well-done traditional, like, online trading card game. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. with Magic, a lot of the things are just done in tournament regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than, you know, online. Yeah, so yeah. So that's the only reason that Hearthstone's very... You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's taken off a bit. In terms of in terms of other trading card games, like obviously that you that you play online, you've got like obviously you know you can't play Hearthstone with regular cards. I don't think can you? No. So it's more online. Um, but get other games that, that you know that do have like you know physical cards. Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh. Do you think do they, have they taken off as like an esport or you know? A popular uh, online game. Their online games are popular, like MTG Arena. That yeah. is popular, but it'll never be some esports related because it isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, people would just rather play with physical cards, which is understandable. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd much genre, rather. Yeah, but like other genres of games that did that used to be popular were RTS games. They used to be a big thing, what like. Are- eight, Real time strategy. Real time strategy. Got you. Got you. Got you. Okay. They used to be the big thing. Like Korea used to go Starcraft. Absolutely insane for Starcraft. They used to be, you know. So Starcraft used to be the big thing over there, and all the bonjours, which are gods. Yeah. Considered like the best Starcraft players. Wow. Um, it's a really Starcraft used to be really popular in Korea. Yeah. So is that is that shifted now? Is StarCraft not as popular because of like League and you know? Uh, I think or, people have just moved off it. The interest has faded. The interest, yeah, yeah. How long did the, how long did it last? Because I know it was popular for a good five six years. Or is it longer than that? Um, it lasted for a long time actually. Yeah. Um, Cause it still lasted up until I was like League got popular as well, didn't it? And popularized. Yeah, and it's still it's still going today, but yeah, just not uh, as popular. So who's considered the best player in StarCraft? Then obviously, I know you've watched a little bit of it, but yeah, um, 
I'm not too sure in terms of StarCraft. I don't follow it mm. too often. Yeah, you just um, watch it if it's there. Yeah, it's not something that I'm big into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but StarCraft is really StarCraft esports has been going since like maybe 2002, wow. earlier than that, maybe. Wow, wow. So it's like, like 17 years strong, pretty much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. 2002, 2001 was when it started, really. Wow. Really to take off in other countries other than Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would that be a pinnacle moment for esports? You think that's where that kind of stuff would have taken off? Like to make oh, it yeah. global? So obviously, you know, League isn't a Korean, isn't a Korean made game. It's made in America. No. But why is it? Starcraft. Why are they so popular in Korea? Why? How come? Uh, I couldn't actually tell you that. I'm not too sure. I think it's something to do with more the Co- the Korean culture and like the Japanese culture. That that's just the type, the type of games they could prefer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. prefer more strategic games. Yeah, is what yeah. it seems like. I can't. I, there's no real answer to that question, honestly. Yeah. Um, because we can't really say, but I think it is mostly the culture of them. Yeah. So it's just more uh, personal preference and what they. Can, yeah. 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 So you know, so obviously, League has taken off in there. You know, StarCraft over in Korea is any of the other games popular like let's go back to evo is like it's the fighting game community popular over there is that more based in the other like uh, countries like america and japan or uh no korea korea's not a big part of the fgc there are some korean players yeah um, mostly tekken players who like jdcr stuff like that yeah, yeah. who are really popular but um it's mainly japan that and America that are part of the are the most influenced on the FGC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously the most influenced well, one of the most influential like groups of people in the world is Korea for LCS. Um, uh, LCK, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh but obviously they've got like big massive players that they can follow, like Faker and Hooney and um, you know, all those type of people. Yeah. Um Okay, so Let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about League. Um, obviously, you know, they've all got separate teams and, you know, they can shift around and stuff. Um, it kind of works like trade windows in, like, other sports as well, doesn't it? Like, sort of, yeah. So, um, say, like, because I know Hooney, he's changed to um, an American team, hasn't he now? What's uh, Do you know the process of what's what starts that or... Well, yeah, um, there's actually a LCS and LCK thing where you can't actually talk to a player whilst they're under contract in terms of changing um, teams. Really? So until they are out of their contract with the team, yeah. that is when you can start to talk to them wow. officially. Wow. So they do change and it's up to the organization to actually make those sort of things and the player to then go and look for different options yeah 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 yeah. so is that the same for all that's not the same for all of them is it like no that's just specifically for league yeah 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 um so obviously they do change around and things but mm-hmm. it is it the same kind of is it the same kind of process to say like they move from lck to 
NAL uh, the the like the European sides like over here. So say like they went from SKT to Fnatic, for instance. Uh, it wouldn't be as simple because there is a import clause. Yeah. Uh, in place in them two regions where it means that you cannot have more than two players that are imported on your team. You have to have three players from the region. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So it's not just a complete, like, overhaul of, a, like... Yeah, there was a team that entered the... The reason that clause got put in place is because um, a team in the LC, uh, LCS, NALCS, yeah. actually took... Uh, was a full-time Chinese team, basically. Wow. And they came, they came into the LCS and they were dominating. And it none of their players were actually from the region, so it wasn't exactly fair. Yeah, yeah. That's, wow. Um, So, it can, so it's it's a lot different to, like, other sports and, like, football or whatever else in terms yeah. of, like, trading and stuff. Um, okay. Staying with League, um, why... Why do you think that that like the Asian community, like the Koreans, the Japanese, uh, the uh, the Chinese, sorry, why why are they so why are they so good at you know compared to other leagues around the world? Like why why do you think that is? Difference in culture mainly. Yeah, they like in them they you know they really work a lot. I'm not saying that our like European players don't work hard. But they they don't train as hard and stuff like that. Also, their level of competition isn't as good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are less people that are, you know, it's a less, you know, widely spread thing over there. Yeah, yeah. In America yeah, yeah. or in Europe, it's less widely spread. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, in Korea, it's a lot more. It's like a livelihood, isn't it? It's a lot more accepted. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a lot more accepted in Korea and Japan and stuff. Yeah. So, like, you know. So, yeah, so it all depends on like the fan the base more, and the, oh, yeah, there are more saying, people that play and there yeah. are more people that want to get better because it's it's like in the European countries or at least over here, people watch football, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of kids play football, yeah. whereas since they have esports matches televised, yeah, in Korea, yeah. they have like they used to have StarCraft matches. They do do LCKs televised now. In real life, um, wow. Yeah, so like. So that no. so that's their that's their idea of what you know looking up to their like their their football in a sense that their, their sport yeah, yeah, yeah. their sports stars obviously yeah, exactly like, like you're saying it's more accepted over there and that kind of stuff so okay um in terms of going back to the fighting game community um what's the process of someone's changing a game is is it the same kind of process or do they just pick up and play. They just pick up and play. There's no, uh, unless they're sponsored by a team. Yeah. Even when they're sponsored by a team, picking up a game is completely different to picking up a changing team. Is it? Because changing team, obviously, you've got five, in in a team game like League or CS or something, you have multiple players. Yeah, yeah. On your team, whereas in the fighting game community, it's just your choice. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Your your game, you choose like, hey, what what do I want to play? Yeah. Because there's no one else. Um, it's it's a lot more broad. Yeah. Uh, Spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Are there teams for the fighting game community or is it more... I know it's independently played, but is there like 
a collective team that you know yeah, are yeah, spread yeah. across you know the there different games well yeah there are teams that like sponsor things uh sponsor players like echo fox sonic fox is part of echo fox yeah yeah, yeah. so it's more like a sponsorship rather than yeah, rather a than a, rather than a team contract yeah exactly yeah 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 so it's more like per- it's more independent, it's more personal choice, isn't it, than yeah. than the LCS and what have you. Um, okay. Um, so where would you say the fighting game community is most popular, and why? Why do you think that is? Uh, mostly, well, most popular would probably be Japan. Yeah, and that's because their arcade scene is still booming. Is it really? Like, yeah, they still have arcades pretty frequent like a lot of in a lot of places they, yeah, yeah. their arcades are still popular people still go to them yeah 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 so. i mean the arcade the arcade club that we have like near us is the biggest one in europe so mm-hmm. obviously we've had we've had the chance to watch a um a live like third strike tournament Jake Jake was in his element. I I absolutely loved it. It was really really entertaining to watch. Um, now that was just an amateur tournament, but it was so professionally like set up and done. Is that the kind of setup that they have for like the big tournaments, or is it on a bigger scale? Uh, it's it's pretty similar, but on a bigger scale. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, like with the FGC there that was there, uh, there was there was like uh, the casters and stuff like that. In between, okay, I tell you what, let's talk about casters for a moment. Uh, yeah. Between between obviously LCS and um, the FGC, there's a massive massive difference between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, which one would you consider in LCS? Which one would you consider? Has it down to a T in terms of calling the shots and calling the you know the play by plays and stuff like that? It honestly depends in terms of like because in league um the the production staff aren't just casters there are also analysts yeah 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 well this is the same in the fighting game community there are analysts in the fighting game community yeah yeah there are casters there are analysts and there are hosts yeah hosts usually run the show people like shocks yeah yeah, yeah. people like um deficio yeah yeah people like that they run the show and do interviews and stuff yeah yeah um with the players afterwards yeah 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 analysts like quick shot yeah um people like <clears throat> that they're there so, to yeah. analyze the game and give you a breakdown of what you just watched yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's the casters who people like captain flowers or um vedius yeah. or you know, people people like them who give you the play by play. Frost Curran's another one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they all give you the play by play. It's like what's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And obviously, it's it is it's kind of the same thing for the FGC, but you know, on a you know, on on Small, smaller scale. Yeah. Um, who would you? I know this is going to be another opinionated question, but who's your favorite LCS? Um, uh, like host, caster, analyst. Um. Hmm. Um. That is a difficult question. Um. <laughs> I do really enjoy um. Um. Vedius. Vedius is really good. Yeah. Um. They are quick shot. 
is what Dracos, the people that I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, that, so again, good names for the LCS community for the casters and things like that. FGC, what would you? Who would you consider is one of uh, your one of your favorites? Would either be Yipes or Tasty Steve. I think they're just the most entertaining casters you can watch in esports. Yeah, they and is that what, so much hype? Yeah, and is, enjoyment. Is, it. is that what you look for when you're looking for watching, uh, like the entertainment side of it, like someone who can crack the jokes and make it entertaining for the long haul? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I do really enjoy. Yeah. The entertaining casters. You do need to be entertainment, entertaining and analytical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, I mean, like, the things that some people come out with when you're you're watching and stuff like that, just, it was... Like, we was watching... Was it it, it NALCS at one point? And they were saying they were five men deep. (laughs) Yeah. That that was funny. Um, But, yeah, in, in terms of... All, all of this, I think the FGC and obviously the LCS is drastically different. Um, yeah. and all f- esports are. And, and all esports are, and for good reason, because if they're all the same, it, it wouldn't be any good. Um, well, let's come back down to the main question of it all. And we're going to start to wrap this up in a minute, but I want your input for this last thing before I go for the overview. Yep. Why do you think they're becoming so popular today, more so than they were a couple of years ago? I think it's mostly, I think it's one of three things. Okay. Uh, Well, three things together. Yeah, yeah. Is accessibility. Yeah. So the accessibility that you've got content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To watch. Like, Like, it's not just... The, the content's a lot easier to access with the, with the rise of stuff like Twitch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. like, other streaming platforms and being able to access the esports scene yeah. a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Like, being able to access that thing is a lot easier now than yeah. it ever was before. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, also, the accessibility of um, consoles and stuff. Because more people are playing games, more people want to watch them. Yeah, absolutely. More people yeah. are interested in that type of thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's another thing, and also like just um, the scale of the event, and like now that the the more professional, since they're more professionalized and stuff, they can be sent. Um, the co- production quality is better, making them more entertaining to watch, and more people want to watch them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If it's more professional, then they're going to get more viewership, and it's going to get more, you know, more popular. So mm-hmm. overall, you, you're bringing it down to opinionated, like accessibility and being more acceptable within within the world at the minute. Do you think yeah. that's you think that's what it all comes down to? Pretty much at the end of the day. Yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, yeah, I'd okay. say that. Okay, well, this was fun. Thank you, Jake. Uh, you're welcome. It was a nice hour-long chat about all things esports. Now we are going to go into the overview. So this is the time, in case you was lost at any moment, um, I will be going over an overview, explaining about kind of what we talked about. Jake, if you want to jump in at any moment, just feel free to talk over me. Um, And okay, so 
we started off talking about League and why that is one of the most popular games on the esports scene. We went over to the fighting game community and how long that's been around. We talked about definitive moments within both thing, uh, both cultures of gaming, uh, why they're drastically different, why they have stood the test of time. Um, and we talked about new and trending games like battle, uh, battle, battle royales and uh, why they don't really work so well as an esports league. Um, other games such as first person shooters like Overwatch and we all learned something today that Quake was one of the first games to start the esports scene pretty much with back in the day. Uh, Starcraft, uh, ta- uh, you know, real time strategy games, tactical strategy, why that was so popular over in Korea. We thought about why Korea is more so um, interested in such games like League and strategy games more so than first person shooters and fighting games and stuff. And pretty much why the community has stood the test of time and the question pretty much was answered today by jake on why we feel that esports is becoming more popular nowadays it's all about accessibility and the fact that it is seen as a more common thing nowadays and it's getting more accepted into the community of um, you know, of gaming and of, you know, people that don't game so much are people that are hardcore die, you know, hardcore gamers. Um, so is there anything you want to add towards the end, Jake? Or, uh, I think, I think we've covered everything. I think we have. Um, so, oh, excuse me. So thank you so much for watching. I want to give a big thank you to Jake. He has been an absolute help. Told you at the end of last episode, I wouldn't be much help, to be fair, with any of this. I was just asking questions. Jake is the guy to go to for anything that I know uh, that I want to ask. Um, Jake doesn't really have any links. He just really just does his own thing and plays with, you know, League and stuff. So, um, yeah. Thank you so much for watching and... Next month's episode, I am. We are going back to a uh, a Disney podcast. We're going to be talking all things Disney. I am hoping to bring on some very good friends of mine um, called Park Hopping Mad. Uh, they have said they will be willing to, but I just need to double check with them. Uh, but yeah, all links will be down below for my main channel and Discord, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All the usual stuff will be down below along with the little overview of what this channel is. And yeah, thank you so much for watching, listening, whatever you're doing. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And until next month's episode, and I will see you on my main channel. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. I'll see you all again very soon. Bye-bye.